Here's what's coming up on today's show. If you don't need to chase a return, don't do it. Allocate it how you are comfortable. Know how much you could potentially lose and know how much that upside could potentially be. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the windup and the delivery. Hello and welcome back again to Perfect Game Retirement. Glad to have you. Should be a good show today. We're in the middle of football season as we're recording this, Ryan. We have the Georgia Bulldogs looking pretty good, still uh, undefeated, but the last couple of weeks have been a little rough for you, huh? Yeah, that's. I mean, you watch them after the first game against Oregon, you're like, oh my gosh, they haven't skipped yeah. a beat. And then you're like, yeah, they, they've skipped a couple, couple beats, but. You know, it's the SEC, and as the recording of this, yeah, we just came off that uh, narrow, narrow win at, uh, in Missouri. But hats off to them, man. They played they played awesome, but it's almost like NCAA basketball now. It's just, you know, survive in advance now. Yeah. You know, it, for me, it's the Kent State game didn't make a difference really in my mind. Missouri, you're like, okay, you know, there's there may be some weaknesses here because they legitimately had a chance to lose that game. Now, it depends yep. on how they, they show up against Auburn. They come out and take care of business. Auburn, it's like, okay, all is forgiven. Because you know how it is in sports, Ryan. Like, just getting wins is, is, is so tough to do, especially mm-hmm. at this level, that it doesn't really matter what it looks like a lot of times. Sure, maybe if you're examining the big picture, you're like, okay, maybe they don't have enough. But, like, just every win means so much uh, in a season like this. So, you know, I tend to let those kind of things slide. Yeah, and they even the post game interview with Kirby, he said the same thing. He's like, he wasn't like bashing his team on how they played. Now he did say they got their butt kicked up front on the offense and defensive line, but he's like, this is SEC night game. We won. Like, yep, I'm thrilled. <laughs> yep, you guys think we're perfect and we're not, and it's a win. So we're gonna go home and get to work next week. Absolutely. Well, you know, while you're watching games this weekend, you may not realize that. Hey, there's some things you could probably learn about retirement planning out of the game. So as you're sitting down, you know, and you're thinking maybe I should be doing some other stuff besides watching football, know that maybe you're getting a little more out of it than you expect. Today, we're going to talk about that. The money gridiron, what football teaches us about retirement planning. And, you know, we're watching so much of it on TV. Let's take some of these concepts, apply them to retirement planning and see what we can learn. That'll be the goal today. Again, we'll have a mailbag question towards the end. And if you have any questions for us, please reach out. Blackoakam.com is the website. You can schedule your Retirement Coach 360 session online now. Do that and uh, and get in front of Ryan. You know Any questions you have about this or just want to start your planning process, that is the best place to start. Again, blackoakam.com. All right, got four different takeaways here from football that we want to apply to retirement planning. Let's start with the red zone. We know about the red zone of football. Georgia wasn't scoring too much in the red zone a week ago, right? But <laughs> exactly. we know and we know that's the difference, right? Oftentimes between success and failure is not not maximizing your opportunities when you have that chance. So how does the red zone apply to retirement? Yeah, it's a it's a great analogy. And and even going back to that Missouri Georgia game on the Missouri side of the ball, they had the ball in the one yard line and had a legal procedure call and that backed them up to the six and then it just completely changes the dynamic and they kicked a field goal. Well, that four points was the difference in the ball game. They lost by four. Um, now you can nitpick and go back in a bunch of different things with different games, but when it comes to to retirement planning, yeah, I mean those that, that's why they analyze and keep stats. Of course, they keep stats on everything, but they really keep stats on red zone, like what's your touchdown percentage, what's your field goal percentage, and what your scoring percentage is. So yeah, you want to get some points, but 
the touchdown, that's the difference in usually success of teams. And then same thing with success with retirement. So a lot of times your higher earning years are going to be those last 10 to 15 to 20 years before retirement. So you're going to have uh, maybe if you have children, maybe those kids are kind of off your payroll, if you will, they're done with college, maybe on their own. So that red zone is kind of like your last 10 to 15 years of retirement where you can really hit your savings and overdrive to put you over the hump to you know, get those retirement goals that you want. Maybe that's retire early. So I tell people those last five or 10 years, yeah, you still want a good rate of return. I get that. That's without being said, but your savings rate, that is hugely, hugely important. So the more money you can save or the more touchdowns you can score, the better off you are going to be and the more successful you are going to be for your goals. Now, if, if our lifestyle still remains really high, our kids are still not you know, we haven't kicked them out of the house yet. And they're still, <laughs> you know, those things are going to affect you long-term. And that may have in, in the long run, you may be back with your kids one day when you get into retirement. Let's hope that's not the case. But again, those last crucial years before you have your uh, earning uh, potential years, you really got to try to sock money and save that money. Um, uh, especially now even with, with the stock market down. I mean, one of the common questions that I get right now is, oh man, should I, the, the market's down so much. Should I keep saving in my 401k? I'm like, oh my gosh, that's where fear gets into your brain, into your emotions. That's where people don't make decisions on logic. They make decisions on emotion. Don't be emotional because I have some people going, well, I put, you know, $600 of my paycheck went into and the market went down $800. So it's like it just vanished into the wind. I'm like, no, it's, no, it's not. You're still, you're still buying shares. You're still purchasing funds. And when the market recovers, you're buying it low. So it's going to be that much better. So you're not wasting money by continuing to, uh, to, to fund your retirement during down years. That's going to happen. That's when you really need to do it and you'll be better off in the long run. So those last five to 10 years, very important. Yeah, so very important, the red zone. You want to build up that lead as much as possible, and that's where you do it. So the red zone, first thing we want to talk about here. All right, the hurry-up offense. Um, this has obviously been something that happens more often when you're behind or late in the game, fourth quarter, but we're seeing more of the hurry-up offense across college football and football in general right now. But in retirement planning, you know, what is the hurry-up offense? Where are you trying to close those gaps? Yeah, the hurry-up offense, this is why – Pro, uh, I'm sure high school, but pro and college teams spend a ton of their time on in practice on the hurry up offense because yes, it's usually a crucial situation where you're probably down by a few points. You need a certain score, whether that's a field goal or a touchdown, to put yourself ahead and potentially win the ball game. So a lot of people do feel um, pinched, if you will, or stressed when they do get closer to retirement thinking, oh my gosh, we don't have enough. So in doing that, they start chasing. Um, they may feel tempted to take on more risk to, especially the last couple of years, because the market's been so good. So let's, hey, let's, let's put all of our money in the market, all of our money in the market. And then we have this correction, if you will. I don't know if it's quote unquote a correction, but it's been down. So trust me, I, I'm, I'm feeling the pain too, because our revenue is based off of uh, fees, uh, reoccurring fees. But so taking on too much risk, it, that can be detrimental to your retirement as well. If you start taking on too much risk and chasing returns, you may not need to chase a return. If you don't need to chase a return, don't do it. Allocate it how you are comfortable. Know how much you could potentially lose and know how much that upside could potentially be. But taking on too much risk just to get enough 
money uh, in order to create an income in retirement is not a good thing to do. It goes back to my first point of the red zone. Your savings rate is a whole lot more important than your rate of return. Yes, again, we want a rate of return, but your savings rate, you got to put that in overdrive because that is that's that's one of your uh, words I'm probably not supposed to use. Guarantee A guarantee is what you're putting in. That's the guarantee. You're putting that money in. Now, how it grows, that's not the guarantee, but what you're putting in, that's how much you're putting in. So the savings rate, much more important. It's not going to fix your problem by chasing a return and taking on too much risk because you could have the adverse uh, situation happen where you're taking on too much risk and you have way too much uh, losses and it's very, very difficult to make up that ground. If you do, it takes a long time. Yeah, it definitely can. So be aware of the risk that you're taking. And again, lean on your advisor to help you with that. All right. The victory formation. We all love the victory formation in football, right? We get all huddled around, take the knee, watch the clock run out, take the win. And, you know, in that case, right, it's not it's not about gaining more yards. It's about protecting what you already have. You've won the game. You want to protect that outcome. So how does this apply to retirement planning? Yeah, it goes back again. We'll, we'll reference Missouri-Georgia uh, game. I mean, Georgia has the ball late, and they got a first down, and you, the camera shows Kirby, and he's he's doing his hands in a V. All right, so you know, all right, game's over. Now the greedy fan is going to be like, no, no, you still got a minute and a half. You know, you're on the 20-yard line or whatever they were. And put more points on the board because it looks better because we're going to lose them, uh, only win it by four. So that's every coach's dream is to give that V symbol. This is the victory formation. That means the game is over barring some catastrophe fumbled snap and God knows what. Uh, but hopefully that's not the case. So the victory formation – and again, it goes back to kind of my previous point in the in the hurry up offense. If you don't need to chase, don't chase a return if you don't need to. I know I've worked with people before. They have a high risk tolerance and that's great. That's fine. But I'm like, you don't, you don't need, your, your, your income needs are, are more than met. There's no need to be chasing a return just for a bigger, you know, pot of gold, if you will, at the end, because it could be a whole lot less depending on what the market does. So if you don't need to chase a return, don't chase a return. So if it needs to be, you know, you hear the market's up 25% and you're only up eight, who cares? I mean, it's it's your rate of return. It's not what the CNBC people of the world or Fox Business people of the world are telling you what the market's doing. Same thing if you're down. Oh, the market's down 30%. Um, it's, you know, worst month ever since da-da-da-da and in, in, in September. I mean, September was a bad month. It was. Uh, but... So the market may be down a certain percentage, but what is your portfolio? What is your stuff down? Uh, and it may not be that much because you may not be allocated 100% in the market. So this, there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can protect uh, the downside of your uh, funds uh, and your investments. Different strategies to use. Obviously, you know most people want to go straight to an annuity. Uh, you know, annuity protects the downside if you do a fixed index annuity. There's no downside, but you only get a portion of the top side. Yeah, that's true. That, that's that's true, and that may be a fit for some people. Knowing, hey, this money's not going backwards. So if we, you know, if we have a hit a huge recession, then this money's not going anywhere. Okay, there's some points there, but there's also some downsides of that. There's it's not very liquid. Uh, if you need to take money out, it's more than a certain amount. It's going to cost you from a a surrender period, but. Uh, so there's a lot of pros and cons there. There's other investment strategies. There's buffer strategies. There's structured notes. I mean, there's so many different things you can do to protect the downside. But um, that victory formation, hey, you, you, you've made it. You've hit your goals. Now 
let's just kind of coast and, and, and not worry so much. Don't, don't think and worry about money. That's where advisors like myself or anybody out there, that's kind of the peace of mind that you want for your clients. You want to be like, look, I got you. You go worry about and do other things that you want to do and don't worry about this piece. We got it. Yeah, I love the victory formation for sure. That's where we all want to be. All right, uh, last one here, and this is a good one. Uh, good coaches make a difference, right? So in football, right, some some teams are always firing their coach every few years, and they're not <laughs> able to be consistent. We're seeing that right now. I mean, that's pretty clear across the board, uh, Georgia Tech being an example of that right now. But the successful teams find a good coach, keep them around, and they win a lot of games. So with retirement planning, I think this is a great comparison because you can look at it a few different ways, right? Some people try to do things without a coach altogether. Some people stick with their coach longer than they probably should, even though things aren't working. Maybe they like the coach a lot. Um, and then others find the right fit and achieve their goals and dreams. Yeah, um, obviously I'm not a Georgia Tech guy, but I do. Now that you mentioned that, I got to give a plug. Um, so the interim head coach, Brent Key, he's a friend of mine. Um, yeah. Nice. Known him since his day. So he roomed with my best friend at Georgia Tech and got to know him really well. Good dude. I know he's been a, a man well-traveled. Obviously, he was at your uh, in Bama there for a while as offensive yeah. line coach and did a good job there. So he's – I mean, that's the life of a college football coach. You go all over the place. But he's – now, whether he takes over, I, I don't know. That interim tag is tough to, to – to lose. I mean, Brian Snicker did it. Did it. Uh, he was kind of the interim guy. Now look at him. He's a World Series champion. So yeah. you never know. And, and heck, Georgia Tech won last weekend um, over a ranked team. And yep. it's like, holy cow. So you never know. So a good coach could rally them up. And it's not like Georgia Tech has bad players. They don't. They're Division One football players. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not bad. Um, they were the studs on their high school teams. I mean, this let's be clear about this and know where these guys, these kids, I say kids, are coming from. So good coaches absolutely can make a difference. I mean, obviously I'm biased in go both regards because I, I was a coach. I am a coach of my my kids' teams. Obviously, as a financial advisor, that's that's a lot of our marketing is, is we're a financial coach, uh, essentially. And yeah, you can use the word financial advisor, financial planner, but I like using the coach because that's, that's what I came from. And, and being a former player, like the, you remember those coaches who are instrumental. Um, and, and that's kind of how we look at ourselves. We don't have crystal balls. We're not going to beat the market every single year, but we coach people along because there's so many different aspects of this stuff. I mean, how many conversations have I had this past year on, you know, what are interest rates going to do? What's inflation going to do? Do we buy gold? Do we do that? I mean, there's so many different questions that if you didn't have somebody to lean on, then you, you just click on whatever person talking head is going to say uh, on TV and, and you're going to think, Oh, that, that's, that sounds good. Well, of course they're going to make it sound good. There's pros and cons to everything. They're not going to tell you the downside of this stuff. They're going to tell you why, buying gold bars in your IRA are, are a great thing. I mean, if you want to do that, go right ahead. That's not what we do. Uh, so if you think that's a good investment, that's that's your own decision, but we're not you're not going to be working with us. Um, so having a good coach, now having a good coach is not everything. You do have to good, have good talent. So you can almost look at the talent is kind of your money working for you. Uh, how much money do you have? I mean, we can't we can't just all of a sudden double returns every few years and your, your small amount of money is now a huge amount. We, that's just not how it works. So good coaching, yes. I mean, look at Bill Belichick. I mean, he's was known as kind of the greatest of all time. Well, he ain't got Tom Brady no more. Um, so things have been a little different. Now, could he groom um, – uh, what's your boy's name from Bama? It's the quarterback there now. The New England Patriots. Who's oh, your yeah, boy Mac. From, 
Yeah, Mac. Sorry, yeah. I could see his face. I could not remember his name. So, I mean, he could groom Mac to be the the next Tom Brady. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. that label already that he could potentially be, and maybe he is. But that's a tough. That's a very high bar to set. But having a coach taking you through a sports team, but in in what we're talking about here, retirement planning, that's where we earn our keep. I mean, I've had a few clients um, who who have retired and and once since passed away. And before he passed away, I remember him saying this, and I mentioned it on the show before, and I'll never forget it. He's like, how do people go through this stuff without having an advisor? Hmm. I'm like, you know, they, they figure it out. I'm sure there's mistakes along the way, <laughs> but I guess they do what they got to do. But when, when he said that, that just like said, yeah, that's that's why I do what I do to to take people through this whole retirement game of, of, of life because there's so many different puzzle pieces. So having a good coach, I think we more than pay for ourselves. Any other advisors out there more than pay for themselves. If you look at an advisor as a cost, you, you don't need an advisor. You need to look at what their value is and what their worth is. But if you look at it as a cost, it's not going to be a good fit. You can't look at it that way. And what they're, what a, a good coach and a good advisor is able to help you with and at least make you aware of a lot of things that you had no idea about. And a lot of questions that you might not be answering along the way. So well worth that value to work with someone that uh, does this day in, day out. But those are just some of the comparisons in football. And, and good to hear about Brinke. I'm glad, uh, happy for him. I didn't realize he was the, the new interim there. So that's good to see. He has awesome. Well. I saw it on Facebook. I was like, sweet. I, I, I didn't know either. Uh, I knew he was the associate or whatever the title is, associate assistant head coach or whatever. But yeah, it was pretty cool. They gave it to him. Very cool. All right. Well, if you have questions again, if you want to sit down and and have a coach to work with, you can schedule your retirement coach 360 session online right now. Just go to blackoakam.com. You'll also find some other great resources. There's a retirement rescue toolkit there, retirement calculator, all of our podcasts. So again, you know, if there's something specific that you're curious about with financial planning, go through the the catalog of podcasts. You'll, you'll probably find a topic that addresses a question that you might have. But if you want to follow up again, you can always call Ryan at 470-508-0508. All right. Mailbag question. We got one I want to throw your way this week from Wendy in Nashville. She says, our 401k plan at work now has a Roth option available for future contributions. Should I take advantage of that? So, uh, Wendy, good question. And, and those of you who out there that are listening that may think you don't have a Roth option, please ask. I've asked clients this before. No, 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 we don't have no, we don't have a Roth option. But if you log into your client portal, you may see after-tax contributions. A lot of times, they don't say Roth contributions. They'll say after-tax. After-tax is Roth. Take advantage of it. Now, obviously, see see where you're at, Wendy, from an income standpoint. Where what kind of income tax bracket you're in? Does does your pre-tax contribution keep you in a lower tax bracket because uh, you may be taking uh, distributions or selling funds out of a brokerage account and it keeps you in a lower tax bracket? So then, capital gains is zero percent. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but I, I'm very biased toward the Roth, especially in a 401k plan, because you can put a whole lot more money in a Roth 401k then you can a Roth IRA. Roth 401k, there's no income restrictions. Again, you could put about three times, depending on your age, four times the amount that you can put inside a Roth IRA. But when if you make too much money, you can't contribute, actively contribute to an outside Roth IRA. So I love Roth IRAs. There's some restrictions on how much you can put in, income restrictions, but a Roth 401k, 
zero restrictions on income. Um, you can put a whole lot more money in there. So I, I do think without knowing the, the, the intricate details of your, um, your life and your world and your financial situation, I would take advantage of it, Wendy, for sure. And, and even since they just started it, let's say you're putting in 10% into pre-tax, well, maybe start gradually moving that over. Maybe start doing, you know, 9% in pre-tax, 1% in Roth, and then start doing eight and two, seven and three, six and four, because it will change your paycheck. It, it will, it, it'll affect your paycheck because you don't get that tax deduction on the pre-tax contribution. It's Roth is an after-tax contribution. So take a look at it, but high level, yes, I take advantage. Yeah, that's a good point. You might not be getting as much take home uh, from that, but again, it's it's keeping that long term view of what it might mean and add up over time. So, I like the reminder too that if you if you don't know if your company offers that Roth to ask, because like you said, most time they don't they don't advertise that, right? No, they. they I shouldn't say all employers. I shouldn't paint a broad brush, but I'm right. going to put about ninety five percent of them in there. No, it's it's one of those things that decision makers sit down with the plan spot uh, with the record keeper and the advisor and they look at their plan each year and say, okay, yeah, let's add, uh, let's add a Roth option. Okay, great. And then they may, I mean, they, they have to let you know, but how they let you know, is it some memo? Is it some email? Mm -hmm. It probably gets lost in the shuffle, at least for a lot of people. And they don't know they even have access to it. So about yeah. 30 to 40% of all retirement plans have Roths, but more and more and more companies are adding it. Very good. Okay. Again, if you aren't sure, Go ahead and ask your HR department. All right, let's uh, finish up this episode with a getting to know you question for Ryan. All right, this week, uh, I have a guess of what you might say here, but I'm going to throw it at you anyway. <laughs> what activity in your life takes up too much of your time? <laughs> hmm. uh, sh uh, yes, you, you probably know the answers. Uh, my kids' sports. Uh, but too <laughs> much of my time, I don't like the phrasing of that. Um, right. cause it makes it sound like it's a burden cause it's not, I love it, but man, it's, it's, it's chaos, but everybody who says that are now empty nesters, you know, I, I remember those days. I miss those days and I get it. it. It's, I do, I do cherish those times. It's, it's almost like riding buses in the minor leagues. Like I remember riding buses for any, obviously there's some short bus trips, but I remember riding them as, as long as 15, 16 hours. Like that's awful. That, that's that's so terrible when you're doing it. But looking back, I'm like, man, I missed that. That was fun. <laughs> like you play cards on the bus and yep. you watch movies and sleep. And anyway, so you, you miss that. But then when you're in it, you're like, oh, God, I got to sleep on a bus. So it's it's easy to remember the good portions of that. But yeah, kids sports, I, I hardly have any hobbies. Um, I don't play golf anymore. I, it has been years since I have played golf and I really don't miss it. I don't have a huge desire to do that. Um, when I can, I get outdoors and I like to go hunting, uh, but that's even few and far between because hunting season, I got football and softball on the weekend. So I just have to be intentional and carve out times. But yeah, I used to go to Colorado and elk hunt each year. I haven't done that in a couple of years. So I don't know, may maybe I kind of look at it and say, well, I'll do all that when, when kids are gone, they're, they're 12 and almost 12, excuse me, and uh, eight. So the, I'll, I'll blink and they'll be gone and then I'll be sitting in the woods by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we should phrase it, what, what takes up most of your time? There you go. Rather there than you go. too like much that. of your time. You're right. <laughs> well, very good. Uh, great episode, Ryan. I, I love the conversation. I know we have probably a lot of football fans, uh, clients of yours being in Georgia there. So I'm sure they'll get, enjoy this look at, uh, this unique look at retirement planning. But if you have questions again, 
please don't hesitate to reach out to, to Ryan at any point. He's happy to, to work with you and sit down and, and answer any questions you have. You can schedule that Retirement Coach 360 session online at blackoakam.com, or you can call 470-508-0508. All right, Ryan, we'll get out of here on that note. Uh, good luck this weekend with your Bulldogs and your Braves as they round into form heading into the postseason. It's a pretty good time for you right now. Appreciate it. Yeah, best best time of year. Weather changing and uh, yeah, it's just kids sports that was, that's going on. So yeah, it's it's fun. Love it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Perfect Game Retirement. For Ryan Led and I am Ben George. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledden, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.